welcome to our podcast, Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem, Laced with Morality, where all authors and experts are invited to share, learn, and together make this a better world where light pierces through the darkness with the spoken and written word. I'm really excited for our guest today. I had the honor of meeting her through our editor. And just a few weeks later, we were roomies for a writer's conference and we have since become sisters from another mister ever since. Um, please welcome the lovely Gwendolyn O'Burton, known to her friends and fam as Gwen. And on here, I think we're all fam. Her upbeat tagline is moving forward, hope, courage, freedom, faith, resilience. Gwen has enjoyed a successful career of strong leadership and advocacy. She holds a a master's of business administration, a bachelor's of science in marketing. She's a certified senior paralegal and currently works as a litigation support manager and consultant. She enjoys physical fitness and has taught boot camps for women. Her passion is helping others overcome adversity, embrace hope, and navigate the challenges of life. She's married, the mother of two sons, one who passed away, and a survivor of childhood trauma. She's worked in child leadership for over 25 years. Gwen was born and reared in Alabama and resides in Colorado. She also has an amazing scholarship fund. I'll let her tell you more about that at the end of this podcast, but it's called the CMB Memorial Scholarship Fund. It is a 501c3. And unfortunately, it was created because of an unfortunate circumstance, but we will get to know all about that as we get to know our friend Gwen. Gwen, did I do that justice? Is there something that I need to add? You were phenomenal. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, so where Gwen and I differ is, is, um, I am currently pursuing, um, publication in a, in the fiction genre where I write suspense fiction. I'm coming out of writing purely um, nonfiction, women's self-help, Bible studies, and all that good stuff. But you right now, um, if you would want to describe your genre to our audience, what would you describe that as? Uh, First of all, Catherine, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, It's always, always a pleasure just to chat with you. And uh, so thank you for sharing me with your audience. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. I I write specifically in the nonfiction genre. Mm -hmm. Um, my audience at this point uh, is uh, for my current work, uh, mm-hmm. my Navy work is uh, women, women, right. both Christian and non-Christian, mm-hmm. uh, approximate age 35 to 70, mm-hmm. who are living with grief, living right. with the death of a loved one. Right. And so that segues right into our next question. What led you to write in this particular genre? As you mentioned earlier uh, during the introduction, what led me to write in this particular genre is life experience. Right. My uh, Prior to the book I'm currently writing, I, let me say the book I've, uh, that's currently being published, yeah. I was writing another book, a memoir of sorts. And after the death of my beloved six-year-old son, mm-hmm. uh, I was led to write this book about living with the reality of grief. Mm. So it's my life experience. And I've always been an encourager, a motivator, uh, someone who 
motivated others, you know, through their, uh, who are dealing with challenges, you know, you can make it. I was that cheerleader. I was that, yes, you can do this. And Mm -hmm. together we can do this. And, uh, but when my son passed away, when my son died, uh, Mm. I had to share that story uh, to help others as well. So that's what led me to this particular genre. Wow. You know, and again, I'm so sorry for your loss. It's just unthinkable um, losing a child, no matter, no matter the circumstance, how old we are. It's just, uh, it's just a really hard thing to deal with. And it's brave to write a book about it. I thank you for that. And thank Um, you. So, so can you, now I know we have the same, we say we have the same edit. (laughs) What is it? We do. We do. Tiss, tiss. Awesome. Yeah, and tis tis, yeah. <laughs> Shame. So, so um, yes, and we have developed under the, the love of the red pen. Okay, we have developed. But can you describe the formula that works for you? Because we cranked out we cranked out books with this editor, Patisse Thorough. Yes. Yeah. You know, I have first of all, the formula that works for me <laughs> has been uh, first of all, prayer. Mm-hmm. commitment to the craft commitment to the assignment yeah. that God has given us that yeah. God has given me yeah. and then having a strong support system I think those are the keys that work for me that help me to uh, to become a more effective writer Yeah, that keeps me uh, going keeps me uh, I started to say motivated, but yeah. when the motivation leaves, <laughs> then, you know, I still have to have that foundation. And these are, I think that these are, are pivotal um, points, mm-hmm. pivotal, you know, yeah. areas where I, where I, that keep me going, that yeah. works for me. Yeah. And yeah. And, and you can tell that you're naturally an, an encourager. It comes out, especially when I look at your stuff on Instagram. I'm I'm always looking to see what did Gwen write today because it's always <laughs> perfect. I'm like, did she sneak around in my prayer closet to hear what was going on? Because it's it always just speaks to the situation at the right time, and it's just uplifting. And it's not preachy. I love that. I just feel like yeah. it's you know I can relate. You can relate with me. You're not preaching to me. You're right there with me. But you know, so, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and someone who who's walked through some dark valleys and someone who's gone who's known pain and grief. Yeah. I I understand what it means to have someone come alongside you and just be real. Just yeah. be authentic. Not as you said to preach to you, but to walk beside you, to sit with you and listen, to sit with you and just let you be you. Mm-hmm. And so it's what's one interesting thing about my um, my posts online, my social media posts, is I, it takes me a while yeah. uh, to to write one simple post because mm-hmm. I pray about that. God, what do you want me to say today? Mm-hmm. What do the people who will read this? What do they need to hear? So it takes me a while just to write one simple post that you read in 15 seconds <laughs> right yeah <laughs> because I, right. I, I, it's important to me that I put thought and I put prayer 
and that I put uh, the reality mm-hmm. into those posts that connects, that will connect with someone and that will encourage them and give them another, uh, just encourage them that, okay, this is where you are, but there's yeah. hope. Yeah. Well, you should teach a class on Twitter. Um, cause, cause <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because I think a lot of people should pray before they send out some of those posts. Um, that's just powerful about it because you can tell that there is lots of thought. It's very, it's lots of depth. Um, they're not, you, these are not cliches. These are things that you feel like they, they feel very well lived out. And I, I think your audience really relates to that because they can tell how real and authentic that you are. Yeah. And but that's you, my prayer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Prayer. <laughs> well, it, it's working. Yeah. And, and if you were to pick out, let's say one thing that you could attribute to your publishing success, how would you describe that for your audience? The one thing that I can say at this point is having the leadership having the wisdom the the direction of a writing coach mm-hmm. yeah I slash our writing coach mm-hmm. has taught me the craft of writing and continues to teach yeah. me the craft of writing before uh, I, I was connected with this uh, with our writing coach I wrote I thought I wrote well yeah. <laughs> But there are different, you know, there are different kinds of writing. There's legal writing there, mm-hmm. you know, which I, I do a lot of. And, you know, just uh, personal writing. You know, I'm writing in my journal, which I, I don't, I'm not a journal. I don't write. <laughs> uh, I don't journal uh, as often as I, I'd like to. But uh, different kinds. But once I was connected with a writing coach and began to learn the craft of writing and uh, all of those different elements, it catapulted me to a level that mm. I, I did not know. And so I am so excited about that. And I still get excited when I think about how much I've grown as a writer, how mm-hmm. I've grown as an have become now a published author. Uh, right. And just uh, that one thing alone, uh, I can attribute to my to my publishing and to my writing success. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna share with our audience a um, an excerpt from an article that was published. You were actually featured. She was so she was on the cover, which is a big deal for any magazine, but especially Guideposts. They are very selective, um, and you you know you've got to be you've got to be an, a very good writer in order to um, get in there. So this. This one is called How a Pinterest Board Eased Her Grief. No. Yes, it is. That's it. And then, and there's a, on the cover, is it, there's um, like an angel. This one is Angels on Earth. It was published um, April 26th of this year. I'm going to just read it. I snuggled in my favorite corner of the sofa, scrolling through other people's Pinterest collections on my phone, searching for decorating ideas to freshen up my home. At least that, that's what I told myself I was doing. A heaviness that weighed on me when I stopped my scroll said otherwise. Why can't I let this go? I asked myself. My eyes locked on the collection I'd amassed, a Pinterest board I titled Me and My Future Grandchildren. 
Now it saddened me every time I looked at it. God, please help me, I whispered. Pinterest served as a kind of digital bulletin board, a place to collect favorite images I'd found on the internet. I fixed my gaze on a photo of a woman about my age holding a young girl aloft in an artful pose I would have loved to imitate. Another was of an older woman happily doing her stretching exercises with a baby in her lap. I've saved plenty of ideas about how to share my fitness routine with a grandchild of my own. I pinned dozens of heartwarming sayings too. Blessed are those who spoil and snuggle, hug and hope, pray and pamper, for they shall be called grandparents. And Lord, I lift my grandchildren to you. These were things I'll never be able to do. It had been two years since my 26-year-old Miles had passed away and with him my dreams of becoming a grandmother, of seeing my family's legacy continue. My sense of worth faded with my dream. I'd always been a mix, a fixture at the gym, an active at church where I served as an elder and a member of the choir. But without the hope of grandchildren, my life felt empty. More than once, I thought of simply deleting this board and all that it meant to me, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Instead, it tormented me daily with thoughts of dreams forever lost. Wow, that that is that is so powerful, and that's just the be that's just the opening of this this article. Gosh, I I, I I really suggest that you you go to her webpage and you can read the complete article there. But you are so artful in taking this topic and drawing us into your story and into your world. And as you know, although we invite all authors of, of all genres and experts to contribute to our podcast. This podcast specifically deals with those who write for the suspense genre. What advice can you give to those writers regarding creating the setting that you so artfully created and flushing out yourself as this believable, tangible character that we could all relate to? Yeah, you know, it's really about authenticity mm-hmm. and being transparent mm-hmm. and making the characters the uh believable making them real relatable yeah and so you know whether i believe whether we're we're dealing with nonfiction or fiction mm-hmm. the audience can always tell when we're yes. being authentic yeah like yeah. you know whether we're being real whether this situation this environment this setting this conversation whether that conversation uh sounds right like right. would that really happen would they mm-hmm. really say that mm-hmm. would he look like that if he were going through that would she uh approach someone like that so just being believable being relatable being honest and transparent mm-hmm. uh, to draw people in to say yeah this is real i can believe that this happened mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I love the way how you, you drew us right into into the story. And even though it's a it's a nonfiction piece, it's still it's still a story. And it, it we still want to we still want to see it. We want to feel it. We want to smell it. We want to be there with you. And so you just do a, a very artful job of um, fleshing that out. So last, we always like to leave our audience on, on a positive note. And this podcast is specifically laced with morality. Yes. How do you suggest writers <laughs> lace their writing with morality? 
I go back to what I just said. Um, regardless of the genre, we're not we're not only telling a story, but we're sharing a message. Oh. And because I'm an encourager, I'm a motivator. I'm an, someone who inspires, and that's what God said about me. <laughs> so, um, in the end, after we go through the murder, after we go through the mystery the mayhem, the chaos, the loss or whatever the theme of our writing is. I always, I encourage us other writers or to always try and disperse nuggets of morality, of hope, of truth mm-hmm. throughout the story. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to always point my audience to God. You know, I yes. want to give them something to ponder. After they've finished the book, they've said it, put it back on the, uh, the bookshelf. I want to leave them with something to ponder, something to think about. And I think about Philippians, um, I believe it's four and eight, it was Philippians, four and mm-hmm. eight, I believe it is, you know, where it says, uh, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, things that are just, whatsoever things are pure, mm-hmm. lovely, things that are of a good report. Yeah. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise to think on these things. So after they put that book down, I want to leave them with something. I want the morality of that, those morals, that message to be in that. And I want them to ponder that long, long after they've uh, completed the book. It's sitting on the shelf or they are sharing it with someone else. That's good. I love that you said that we're not just telling a story, but we're sharing a message and how it's good to weave hope truth um, if you are christian or believer you point you want to point to god um, you want to know him and make him known so yeah those are those are very powerful so so now i know plenty of people are going to want to get in touch with you gwen you do quite a bit of of speaking gwen is a very beautiful person to look at you would be totally jealous of her muscles and I don't know you're how so she does kind. it. <laughs> you're so kind. <laughs> she she actually introduced me into um get this folks vegan jerky. Okay, that's a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I faked it my is. dog out with uh, with some of it. Um, it was crazy. No one could believe that, that my dog was eating vegan jer- jerky. Jerky, but it's a thing. <laughs> so so um she she's just a she's she's just a wonderful speaker um, has a grace about her commands an audience so beautifully um and and share so wonderfully her story and not just about grief but you know Gwen what I love about you is is you don't stay in there you you own it but you in fact your tagline is moving forward and that's exactly what you do is you yeah. you're constantly taking us to okay yeah we're upset we're sad this this has happened but let's move forward and you you authentically spoke into my life because when we went to that conference, I had suffered, um, I had suffered the death of two people who were really close to me, and yes. we had some. We were able to share, and I was able to be encouraged by you. And that's one of the things that's very powerful about uh, your testimony, about you as a teacher and speaker and leader and, and a writer, and you feel it in everything that you touch. Is that you're constantly taking us? Okay, we feel it, but let's move forward. Yeah. So how can you show other people how to move forward by sh- by sharing your social media links that would be the best way for them to touch base with you? Yes, we can come together and we can move forward together. We can get encouragement for our journeys regardless of what that journey is, of what we've endured. There's always hope. 
there's yeah. hope. And so I invite your, your audience to stop by my website. That's Gwendolyn O. Burton dot com Gwendolyn O. Burton dot com uh, at Gwendolyn uh, Burton is my um, uh, the Instagram and certainly uh, Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. And on there you can also find out about a wonderful thing that she's done. She's she's taken she's taken her light and she's she's shining it into the darkness with a memorial fund um, in memory of her of her son. And his his full name is Christopher Miles Burton. And this fund was specifically created to encourage and directly benefit students in achieving educational goals by providing scholarships to them. And um, traditionally, you try to to furnish uh, three one thousand dollar scholarships. So if you are if you are someone who's looking for something to sow good seed into, you can go to her website and make a donation there and partner with them. Yeah, and, and if you're a student, uh, a student high school graduate, uh, you're in college, you can be matriculating in college. It's not reserved only for uh, uh, freshman students or high school graduates. If you're attending a trade school or anything like that, we want to uh, pour into your life. We want to encourage you. My son, Miles, was Miles. Uh, who passed away was an excellent student. He was mm-hmm. uh, an excellent student and had a very uh, giving heart. And mm-hmm. in, to carry his legacy forward mm-hmm. and the love and the compassion and the uh, that he had for other people, his uh, ability and his desire to help others, uh, uh, that's what caused me to uh, to uh, form the the scholarship fund. And mm-hmm. so uh, certainly uh, we're, we welcome donations and we also welcome applicants for, uh, for the scholarships as well. And oh, all that information, that information is, uh, as you said, on the website, GwendolynOBurton.com. Oh, wow. I, I love it. That's excellent. That's, that's it's unusual for people to, well, students to actually get scholarships while they're in um, college or even a trade school. Yeah. So there you go. If you are a student, here is an opportunity for you to be able to um, help pay for your education. Well, Gwen, it's been a pleasure and audience. I am so glad that you all got to hang out with us and we got to move forward with yes. Gwen Burton. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Catherine. It was a pleasure uh, uh, talking with you and uh, spending time with your audience today. Yes. Thank you. I hope to see you back on here again. Real soon, hopefully. <laughs> Okay, good.